I'm not a believer in Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. He looks cool. He looks the part. Looks good in a jersey. Whatever that's worth. He's probably got the, the best look out of all quarterbacks in a jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, what you know about benchmark? Uh-huh. They're speaking the facts that you wanna hear. They're the jersey, the vision is clear. Diamonds glisten like a chandelier. You know what I'm here for, like Michelle Lynch. It clutch time, we do not flinch. Real brothers, we do not switch. Hit home runs with the right pitch. Who run the city? Ooh. What to do when they hating on you? I feel like Kobe 2010. Taking an L, all I need is a win. When? This is his business, you know how they go. They playing the seats, now it's time to grow. Tune in now, gotta be in the know. Showtime, bitch, my butter blow. We know. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Mob ENT. We are back. Good one coming to y'all. Before we even start, before we do the introductions, this is your first time being here. Make sure you hit that subscribe button right now. Subscribe. Make sure you like, share this, tell any and everybody about it. Rate us five stars on all streaming platforms, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts. We're everywhere. Can't miss us. Miles, smooth operator Davenport, how you doing tonight? Doing good. I'm ready to get this this started. And Greg, jeez, Greg, Mister Hot takes the big mother sends me. How you doing tonight? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I feel I'm feeling real good right now. God started off right right there. You mentioned Kyler Murray. It wasn't on the docket, but the man got paid. And you too, you too on the show did predict that this man would get paid by Arizona. And did he get paid? Thoughts on that contract? Five years, what was it? 230, 163 guaranteed, $46.1 million per year, making him the second highest paid quarterback annually in the NFL. Overpay, market price. Overpay. You think it's market price? I think it was paid just right. I think it was paid just right. Yeah, you. What? What is that team without him? What's the alternative option? You and Deshaun Watson's contract threw off the market, so you got to pay him somewhere in the neighborhood. You just have to. It was his. It was his turn. Dak was overpaid. That was an overpay. But even that. Even but but by my standards, I don't think he's that good. But even. But if I'm being honest, Dak got paid the right way too. Like it was just his turn, and that was the market. Kirk Cousins got paid 30 to 30 M's a year, and Kyle Murray not worth at least 10 million dollars, 10 million dollars more annually. Hell yeah, he is. He got paid just right. Kirk, Kirk Cousins makes 30 million dollars to do something in the world to do something. Yeah, Kyler Kyler got his got the right amount of money. I don't know about 40 46 a year. I don't know about that. He's so talented. I'm a, I, I I I don't know that. Again, what's the alternative option? Like, if you don't give him that money, someone else would. You know, I think the Giants would have him checkbook for that guy in a heartbeat, give him that bread. All right, Joe Shane and them dudes. Like, there are teams that would do that. Like, he would get the money. The Jets would, too, when they realized Zach Wilson just good for having sex with moms. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, 
Kyler, I mean, like you said, they had no choice but to pay him. Because it's like, what? Can't go back to Josh Rosen. Like, you, you took this guy to be your franchise guy, and he's unhappy with what he's getting paid right now. So, but to be the second highest, I don't know. It's, it's a tough thing to, to deal with, especially now. I mean, it's a good thing for one quarterback who hasn't signed his deal yet. Like, Lamar is definitely going to make more than what Kyler Murray's getting. Because Kyler Murray hasn't done as much as he's done in his career. Like, Kyler Murray's good, but MVP good, playoff good? No, not yet. So, we got to we gotta wait on that. He's MVP good. He's MVP good? He went MVP. Yeah. Last year, I think, was it last year that he was, like, through, like, nine weeks, he was, like, the MVP leader? Because the, the yeah. total was, like, nine and one or something ridiculous? He was one MVP last year. Mr. November, we got it. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. Whatever. You know how many quarterbacks are Mr. No Month? None of their months are good? You know how many quarterbacks just are like that? All right, okay. well, we're going to really see how good he is without DeAndre Hopkins for the first five games. So First six games. Six games. Yeah, even longer. So he'll be all right. Okay. Hey, I want to throw I want to throw this stat out there too. Speaking of Mr. November and second half and whatnot, the Cardinals under Cliff Kingsbury, which it could be on him, it could be Kyler, it could be in multiple things. They're 17 and 45 after game seven of the season. The first seven games of the season, they've been 42, 20, and one. So after game seven. They fall right off a cliff. You're starting off the season with no D hop. This might be the reverse this year. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, he's got his money, but is that team good enough to win? Good enough to make the playoffs? Because last year, they looked like they they'd be the number one seed in the NFC. And I mean, he did get hurt, but you still got to be able to to make these plays, and then. You get to the playoffs, and that showing was just terrible. So, Bismarck. that's the last time we saw him on the field. So, it doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth, but we'll see. But you guys that good at that position just are too rare, so you have to pay him what he's asking for. Just kind of the way it works. The quarterbacks have all the leverage. There's not enough good quarterbacks out there just to be like, oh, no, we can go get someone else. We're going to get. Right. Imagine so, what Michael Vick would be getting paid right now. Uh, who? Imagine what Michael Vick will get paid right now. Oh boy, <laughs> he get good bread too. He, 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 I'm sure you. I'm sure you know he played in the wrong era, and his numbers would be way better than they are than they were back then because of the way that they play the game now. He looks a lot better next, now. Over the next five years of that contract, what would make the contract less of a overpay in your mind? We put up the poll. Is it? Playoff runs? Does he have to bring a Super Bowl to Arizona? What would make this justify uh, this contract for Kyler Murray? Playoff is a playoff mandate at this point. Like, if you're missing the playoffs at this point, then you're not you're not getting a return on your investment because you're paying him to be the leader of your team, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. And what do those quarterbacks do? They get you to the playoffs and they put you in a position to make a run at the Super Bowl. So I don't know if he can do that. Not yet. Maybe at some point, but I mean, he made the right decision playing football. That's for sure. 
cashed in. He cashed in. I, I, I don't know that I ever have, like, obviously make the playoffs, be a, be a good football team, and make, some, make a run to the Super Bowl at some point in your time within this contract. But I just think they had to pay him what they had to pay him. They did what they had to do. I'm a Cardinals. Yes, you know what? Everyone can talk about, oh, overpaid, this, that. You know who's not saying that? Cardinals fans. Cardinals fans were going through Josh Rosen and, and whoever the hell else they had playing quarterback before that. Like, we don't even know. So uh, Carson Palmer, like, he, he was decent, but whatever. Like, you know, but he was okay. He was okay. It was cool. It was cute. But now he's, he's a better quarterback coach than he is quarterback. But, you know, or is that his brother? See, I don't even know. This might be his brother, Jordan. Regardless, um, you know, I, I just feel like they, they had to do it. They did what they had to do. Like, I don't I don't know that there was another option. And we all knew that when he said he was going to hold out, that he's going to get paid. That That's just the way it works with quarterbacks. They have a lot of leverage, you know. They're like NBA superstars in the, in, in the NFL. So, can't do nothing without them. Staying in the NFC West, Greg, give me your predictions in the NFC West. What's the record for Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks, and Rams? Uh, the Seahawks will be the worst team in the division. They'll maybe win five games, six, five or six. They'll be, they'll be middle and they'll be really bad. Uh, I think that's just goes without saying. And you start over there. The, the Niners are going to be interesting because Garoppolo will be gone. That, that matters a lot more. People think give it credit for mattering. One star Jimmy was important to that team. And so I don't, I don't know how that thing goes. I, I, I hope Trey Lance is great. I think that they will be good just by default because they have such a good scheme. So I, I say they're going to win at least 11 games, the 49ers, just because, you know, the running game is so great, right? Trey Lance just not, not, not mess up. Just don't mess up. It'll be, it'll be baby proof for him year one. He'll make plays. He's a talented guy. Um, and then what? We got the Rams in this division. The Rams will probably win around, I, I'd say, I'd say around 10, 11 games as well. That, they may be a bit of a championship date and layover in days. We'll struggle a little bit losing guys like Von Miller. That matters, but I they have they had Van Jefferson, so I think they'll be real talented. And not Van Jefferson, what's his name? Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Yeah, Allen Robinson. Um, but yeah, they added Allen Robinson, so I think that's really important there too. So I think they'll be better because of it. And then you've got the last team in the division that I, I didn't cover. What is the, the Cardinals? Uh, Cardinals. The Cardinals, of course. So I, I think that team wins about. There's gonna be there's gonna be three double digit teams in that three double digit win teams in that division. I think that they could win ten games too. Ten games too. I think they can win ten games too in that division, and it'll be a real tight one. It'll be a three team race. I think anybody everybody will kind of admit that, right? I think it's pretty simple. But if I had to pick a winner for the division, I'd, I'd pick the Niners. I'll pick the Niners. But I think they'll win ten games. I think the, Niners, the Cardinals will win ten games. They will hold it down while DeAndre Hopkins is gone. They, they'll hold it down. They'll run the ball a bit more. Rondell Moore get more get get more involved. They got Ertz. He'll get more involved. They'll, they'll figure out ways to be productive. Miles NFC West predictions. I mean, of course, the Seahawks are going to be last. I mean, they they haven't done anything to improve. They're clearly not trying to improve because they got Drew Locke at quarterback. I'm going to say like four wins. And it makes me so happy that they suck now because Jamal Adams wanted to be on a winning team. So here you go. You get to be in Seattle with your, with your coins. Um, <laughs> the third best team in that division. I'm going to say the Cardinals just because I think there's going to be a, a fall off from last year. They're going to have a, a tough start. 
this year. I mean, five games without D-Hop. I mean, Hollywood Brown is back with his old running mate from Oklahoma, but he's not, he's not D-Hop. So that's a big weapon you're missing on the field. And let's see. San Fran, I think that's the wild card in this division. Like they could be six and 11 or they could be 11 and six just because it depends on how far along Trey Lance is in year two. And I know in this offense, they, they rely on the run game a lot. So I wonder if they add him into that package, kind of like a, a Jalen Hurts type of role where he can run it a little, a little bit, he can pass it a little bit, but you'll keep him from making those mistakes because in a sense, he is still a rookie because he didn't get a chance to really play besides a couple games where he filled in for Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, I mean, I, I got the Rams winning the division. I mean, I don't think they got worse. The offense got better. Defense got worse. Okay. They still got Aaron Donald. That's a lot better than 90% of the teams in the NFL. So true. I would say this too. I, Trey Lance will be better than Jalen Hurts like right away. That's my prediction on that. Trey Lance is going to be better than – I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good. I think I think he's vastly overrated. Oh. I don't know, understand why people talk about him the way they do. And I, I want him to be good. He's black. But I don't – but I don't – I don't really see it. I'm sorry. I think he's not – I don't think he's that good. I really don't think he's that good. I don't think Jalen Hurts is better than Daniel Jones. I'll be honest with you. Just wait for this year. Oh, what? Like what's he going to do this year? He has no other choice but to be good this year. Well, the choice. There's a lot of choice. He could be terrible. He could just be bad and be done. <laughs> Philly and Philly will let him know about it too. They'll be, they, you know how that's gonna go. They'll be throwing batteries at that guy by week by week seven. I'm, I hope he does well. I mean, I I, I have no reason to root against him again. He's black, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect. I don't think he's that good. I don't think he's that accurate. I think he's easily flustered with, with good coverage and mixed coverages. The Giants had a game where we picked him off four times with a great old line, by the way. He had time. He wasn't even under pressure. It, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't really believe. I'm not a believer in Jalen Hurts. I'm sorry. He looks cool. He looks the part. Looks good in a jersey. Whatever that's worth. Probably got the, the best look out of all quarterbacks in a jersey. Perfect transition. Plays on the hot seat going into the next season in the NFL. Jalen Hurts comes up in conversation. Ezekiel Elliott, Tua, Daniel Jones, Jeff Okuda, Jalen Rieger, Ryan Tannehill. Who are some of the names that comes to mind for you guys in regards of players on the hot seat next season? I mean, Baker has got to be on the hot seat. He just got traded from the team that just took him number one four years ago. So clearly, he's running out of options. So if he can't beat out Sam in Carolina in, in training camp, then yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty bad for him. And the only good thing that we get out of this is we don't have to see those commercials anymore because he didn't deserve those anyway. He was terrible, and they kept showing him every week. Some were funny, I'll admit, but. You got to leave those to Mahomes, guys who win games. So, um, Baker for sure. Zeke, definitely, because 
I I think even if he has a decent year, he's gone because his salary hit is just too much. Like you don't pay running backs as much as you do Ezekiel Elliott. And I mean, the last couple of years he hasn't done enough. And Tony Pollard is pretty good too. So he's given them another reason to, you know, cut bait. I, I think Baker is going to play really well to your point. I think he's going to play really well. He was hurt last year. We don't seem to be giving him the benefit of the doubt. It's very weird. I don't really understand why. Like, he didn't just turn ass. That didn't just happen. Like, he, he you know, he got hurt. He was playing injured. I, I, that was a real thing. So, I, yeah, I think he'll be better yeah. next year. Who's ass uh, He was? What, what, how? Wait, was he? What, when, did I, what did I miss? I, I thought he was – I thought he struggled in big games, if you could say that. But to say he was ass, it's, that's, that seems crazy. Yeah, he – he had the what the rookie record for most touchdowns in the end rookie season. He yeah, next year I think he went to they had a playoff berth. It's been down huh? since then. I thought they had a playoff berth the next year. I, they had a playoff berth the next year. They went to the playoffs the, the, literally the next year, and then after that things went downhill. I thought year three was when you saw the drop off and that was the injury, but I thought year two was solid. And I thought even the first game of the season this year, this past year, he played really well against the Chiefs. Right? He, he had a four touchdown game. He threw a critical pick at the end of the game. That to my big game point, he struggles a little bit, but all in all, I thought he was pretty damn good. I thought he's a pretty easy. He's, he's a guy you can you can start and you can be okay, and he can be your quarterback for a while, and you'll win games. You'll win you'll win games like you can win games with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. I don't I don't understand, you know, like I'm I'm not riding, but look, I can't go for the whole. He's not. He's just not good. Like again, Kirk Cousins is someone's quarterback out there. I'm not doing this. Like I'm not. We're not playing this game, so I, I can't do it. But yeah, I think he'll be decent. He, and he's beating out Sam. Sam, Sam's done. It's over. When they when they got him, it was over. It was it was done for him. Um, but yeah, I think that you know that's obviously a name. And then Daniel Jones' name is is a, is a big one in New York. A lot a lot of questions that be answered. And I think that he's definitely on the he's on the hot he's in the hottest of seats. Yeah, I know you hear the yeah I know you hear the rumors about the, them trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, porn star Jimmy. I don't I don't know that it's realistic. I don't think it's going to happen. But the fact that you're even here having those conversations is tell you how hot the seat is. It's crazy. You know, it's crazy. So we'll see. I think, I think you'll play better, but most people are skeptical about it. I, I, but most people don't know what the hell they're talking about. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I think he'll play better, better football this year and he'll make it interesting. We'll make it interesting at, at that. And then, um, I mean, all the, all the names you named are obviously, you know, they're, they're, Jeff Okuda being on the hot seat is, is nuts. I, I know he struggled, but I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest with Joe on the, on the podcast. I don't give a damn about Detroit football. So I don't really care that he's on the hot seat. <laughs> I don't really care. But I, I, I know it's funny. I, hearing that he struggled, obviously, I think it's a new coach since he's been drafted. It wasn't the same guy. Campbell didn't draft him, right? So the thing with Jeff Okuda, where people are putting him on the hot seat, is he got hurt last year. But they said from jump, he was drafted too high, number three overall pick. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. where – that's where people are looking at him like, yo, we need some type of production from you when this season, like, all right, he was out. You had the, he had the, a core injury and he had the Achilles tear. All right, cool. Now that you're back healthy, number three. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. High expectations. I got, it's kind of, he's, he's suffering from Daniel Jones syndrome. Take, take, take a guy real high, get out these crazy expectations and got to live up to it. Right. Well, uh, he's, he's suffering from RJ Barrett syndrome. That's you know, fake ticket got too high. You know, you got all these expectations. You know, it's it's really. Huh? 
I mean, hold up, Greg. Do you think anyone's going to take a Josh Allen-like leap this year, or are we just we're doing this again? Or, or? <laughs> we don't. We never know. He could. He could. You never know. I, I, I'm not subscribing to this idea that Daniel Jones is ass. I can't do it. I can't do it. I hear all types of crazy stuff about Daniel Jones. Oh, he can't be better than Jameis Winston. He can't be better. Like, the names, the stuff I'm hearing is just crazy. Like, it shows me that people aren't watching the Giants games. They just look at the stat sheet after the fact, and they tell you he sucks. But, and that's fine. But I, I'm telling you, he's not – he's really not bad. He, I mean, the, the fumbles are horrible. I get it. But when you have Nate Solder literally tripping over himself and letting guys run right past him like a turnstile, good luck. You're gonna fumble the ball when these guys hit you full speed. Any of them would. Can you imagine Kyle Murray getting hit like that? He would he'd be he'd be going to play baseball real quick if he could walk out of here alive. So I, I don't know. Like point is, and I said this a million times in this podcast. Point is, I think he could. He's gonna have a much better season. This isn't surprising people. They got Evan Neal. They got Andrew Thomas on the, on the sides. As long as the old line's all right and they, these guys stay healthy, it, it, it'll be pretty nice to watch. I think it'll be fun to watch. They, I don't know that they won't be good, but that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. A whole different conversation. He could surprise himself. I, I don't know if he's going to surprise us, though. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Everyone rooting for that guy to fall. It's, cra- it's, it's crazy. Everyone rooting for him to fail. Yeah, he's, he's in the hottest seat in the NFL. Daniel Jones is in the hottest seat in the NFL. I don't think anyone has a hotter seat than Daniel Jones. Playing in New York, new ownership, new group, new, not new ownership, but new make management group. You know, he has the hottest seat in the NFL. It's, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, and everybody wants to see him go fall, fail. But it's all right. We already mentioned Jalen Hurts, another Jalen in Philadelphia, Jalen Rieger. Do y'all think it's just he got to be on a different team or is he really just not that good? He's not good. He's not good. He's not an overdraft. And they just got to get him off the team because it looks so much worse when they could have had a generational receiver in Justin Jefferson who went like the next pick. So, and He's produced. Rieger, I mean, they could have honestly beat the the Giants one of those games if he just catches one of those passes, which were good passes. It was just funny that he dropped both passes. I thought, was the second game even close? I think we're not going to do is sit here and blame Jalen Rieger for Jalen Hurst throwing four interceptions in the football game. I thought we're not going to do one in spite of that, though. Really, I don't remember that game being that close. How about they, what we went by? Like it was, it was, and it, it didn't. The game never felt close. I'm not gonna lie. Like it always felt like we we're gonna win the game. And there weren't many games like that last year. But those Eagle, the Eagles game, that and at MetLife felt like we were never gonna lose that game. Like it, it, the Eagles were. It, Jalen Hurts was horrific. He, yo, we might have to come to the realization that he's just not good. Like we, he's not good. He's not good, bro. What? 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 what I, wait, did I miss anything? Are the numbers better than I think they are for Jalen uh, Hurts? Both can, Jalen. Can we compare the two, Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts? I, I have no problem doing so. You know, all you're gonna do is throw the, throw the damn fumbles in my face, and that's fine. <laughs> but I'll tell you this right now: Daniel Jones is a better passer of the football. Throws a way better ball and is way more accurate than Jalen Hurts is. And I hate to push that stereotype because, you know, I'm saying the, the white QB better than the black QB at doing the football. It's a little how our, our good friend Miles Clarence Thomas uh, <laughs> the last week. But I, I don't I, – I can't I can't subscribe to that. Yo, Jalen Hurts is, is – he's, he's hurt. I don't like it. Looking at the stats, um, so far in the career, 16 touchdowns. Oh, this is going off of last season. Who had 16 last year? Jalen Hurts had 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. 
sacked 26 times, threw for 3,144 yards. He only threw 16 touchdowns with that offensive line. And a great player in Devonta Smith, and we're talking about him, and he's some good quarterback. What, like, what, what, we're so inconsistent with what we criticize guys. It's so unfair. Like, what? How is he ducking all the criticism? He plays in Philly. They'd be, they'd, I'm telling you, they'd be throwing all types of weird, they'd be throwing sandals and batteries and all types of homemade appliances at him next year if he comes out and plays the same way with the new guy that he's got, Brown. I think the other thing, too, where people was giving him some love, last season he had 10 rushing touchdowns, 784 yards rushing. That's awesome. And 10 touchdowns. On the ground. Okay, that's great. Brown, so in total, he, he had produced 26 touchdowns last year. So I guess they're looking at potential. That's BS. I'm I'm going I'm to I'm keep it buckled. That's BS. Y'all can't hold throwing the football over Lamar Jackson's head the way y'all do and then give Jalen Hurts a pass because he can accumulate some yards on the ground. Whatever. Like, whatever, bro. Hey, you know I'm not holding that over Lamar's head. I'm, I'm oh, taking. Well, we know, but well, we know Clarence Thomas third here is. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> Daniel Jones did have a better completion percentage last year, sixty-four point three percent, while Jalen Hurts had sixty-one point three percent completion. That's what I was saying. I mean, anybody going to throw a ball more accurately than Jalen Hurts? I could throw a ball more accurately than Jalen Hurts. I don't like the way yo. I, I, I I'm not impressed by him, bro. He doesn't scare me. Well, any I think as long as he's the Eagles quarterback, everybody goes in the division in the division is gonna breathe nice and easy. I don't I, he doesn't worry me. Maybe this maybe this comes back to bite me, but I'm just I just don't see it. He might get better and you know out of nowhere become a good passer, but you know, he's he it ain't Oklahoma anymore. Danny Dimes fumbled it 19 times his rookie year. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, throw the fumbles in my face. That's fine. I told you that. You're not gonna come with nothing new. I'm just looking at the stats right now. It was 19 fumbles. It was, yeah, it was a lot of goddamn fumbles. It was bad. <laughs> but the touchdowns, he had 24. Has Hurts ever thrown that many touchdowns at any point? He's been in the league for two years. I don't give a damn. He's, he's the best thing to slide bread. Hold on, hold on. You're saying he peaked his rookie year? Who did? I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying he can get back to that. He's going to get back to that. There's been a lot of reasons why he has not thrown 24 touchdowns, and it's not because of his bad play. It's not, it's not like just, oh, yeah, Daniel Jones hasn't been good. No, it's been terrible offensive line, terrible coaching, terrible coaching. Could you imagine what Jalen Hurts would look like with Jason Garrett? Oh, my God. It'd be a nightmare. We're not talking about another Dak here. We're not talking about that. It, it ain't it – ain't, it's not happening that way. Point of the moral of the story is Daniel Jones is better than Jalen Hurts, and most people don't know. You're right, and if you fight any harder – You'll get a signed jersey from him, too. Daniel Jones. Top three agents left out there in the NFL. Throw some names out there. See where y'all think they end up. Odell Beckham Jr. still out there. I think he could fit pretty much on any team. Packers, Ravens, Lamar needed some weapons, Colts, Matt Ryan going to need another weapon or two. Where y'all think Odell ends up at? I don't know. I don't see, I don't really see him leaving that area. Like I feel like eventually he's going to come back to LA. And I mean he could go to the Chargers, but I'm, I'm sure he wants to stick with the Rams depending on what they're willing to pay. And he got hurt in the Super Bowl. So I don't know many teams who are willing to just shell out a bag for a guy who's coming back in like week 13, week 14. 
So he's going to have to take less money and go somewhere and prove that he's got something left and that he can stay healthy for that period of time going into next year. And, I mean, he's familiar with Matthew Stafford. So I, I would say he'd, he'd stick with him. I'm saying he stays. I'm saying he stays, and I think he has he has a lot left in the tank. It's just a matter of, I think, health now. Can you be healthy? He's like AD. I think Odell is better than AD, but that's another discussion. Oh, that's I don't. I think that's fair. I can go for that. Where do you think Odell stays in LA? He's a Ram. Yeah, and I think he's taking LA too. I think he'll be in LA for sure. I, I don't see where else he goes. It makes any other sense, right? Like he loves LA. He loves LA. Let's be honest. He's not leaving there. Julio Jones is still out there. Where y'all think Julio goes? Does he go back and reunite with Matt Ryan over in Indiana? Uh, he could. But he could go to the Chiefs or something like that. That would be fun to see him go there and, and make some plays because they do have an opening spot for a wide receiver one. And I think if he could just stay healthy, relatively healthy, he could show what, I mean, we've seen his whole career. Like last year was just, just tough. Like one, you're playing in Tennessee. Nobody wants to be in Tennessee. Nobody wants to catch passes from Ryan Tannehill. Like even AJ Brown bolted Tennessee for that. So Jalen Hurts, albeit. So I think he should go to the Chiefs, but I could see him, you know, going where he's familiar. And I mean, the Colts, Colts, they have a good team right now. They just need the quarterback. And maybe if you add another weapon, then, you know, we see the, see this thing get on a roll here. Yeah. I, I don't even, I guess the question for me is what he has left in the tank. Like, I just don't know what he has left, you know, to give. When he's on the field, he's still good, but is he the same kind of player? I'm not, I'm not sure. So, um, I, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are interesting. I think, you know, the Cardinals are interesting. For three, three weeks, they're not going to be without their, they're going to be without their guy, D-Hop. Maybe they give him a try, a tryout, give him a chance. I know I'm talking about him like he's done, but it just, you know, the, the, the level of play is falling off. I mean, just, and the injuries, when you start getting injured more often as you get older, you kind of know what that means, writing on, writing's on the wall. And football's a hard sport to stay healthy in to begin with. So, I guess... He can go on to any contending football team that needs a wide receiver, like the Chiefs, like the like the Cardinals, right, like the Colts. And it'd be interesting. But I think the Colts are better off just throwing the ball to Michael Pittman, Pittman all day instead of throwing it to Julio. So I, I don't know. I, I think for me, it's about what he does when he gets to wherever he goes. But I think he'll find a home somewhere because just have, just out of respect, you're gonna be signed. You're gonna give that guy a chance. He gave Josh Gordon a million chances. He was washed up. Yeah, I think any chance with any of the wide receivers that's left out there, like Will Fuller, anybody, do Baltimore sign anybody for another weapon for Lamar? I don't see it. I think they're going to roll with the young guys. And, I mean, Mark Andrews is really like the wide receiver one on that team. Like, he looks at him more than anybody else. That's who he's comfortable with. So, I don't know. I think this is who he's got. 
And I don't know, in this offense, I don't know if you really need a, a big time receiver just because Lamar has the ball in his hand so much. It's really a quick, quick action passing offense. So. You think is, I don't know if y'all saw it, but the former Raven, they had a little Twitter, Twitter back and forth. Uh, no player, no wide receiver wants to play with Lamar. You think there's any validity to that? No, no, I don't think so. I just think the Ravens did a bad job getting the wide receivers around them that can make plays, you know, and I think part of it is drafting, but I think Rashad Bateman's having a big year. He's really good. I think it'll be good for them, but no, I, I don't, I don't put any stock in that. That's someone just, he's just trolling that guy. I, I didn't even know who the hell he was up until that whole thing happened. Next, next thing you know, after that thing happens, he's on Kong Cowherd doing a guest appearance. And, and he's, you know, like, so it's, all, it's clearly about a five minutes of fame type of thing for that guy. And, and he got it. Mission accomplished. But Lamar should never even, he should never even respond to that was That was the real blunder, in my opinion. But I get it. Everyone's saying you can't pass the ball. You got, you got black folk pushing that narrative out here. Like, I get it. He, he took, a, he had enough. He heard Miles and he, he, he had enough. I guess Powell just caught the, caught the straight bullet. <laughs> last one, last name out there. It's a bunch of offensive linemen out there that we go into, but no point in even going into that. Uh, Landon Collins is still out there. Only, what, 28, 29. You see Landon Collins getting picked up by any team. And Landon Collins is, he plays safety, but he's of that Jamal Adams, really a linebacker era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, he could play that, like, hybrid linebacker role, which, I mean, he's not fast enough to cover anybody in the secondary. So he's not going to be a safety anymore. But you could have him, like, play that Keanu Neal, uh, who else, Jamal Adams type of role, and and see what you got left. Because, I mean, he might have two, three years left, but it's not much left in that tank. Just be glad the Giants didn't pay him what the the football team did because they'd be in deep, you know what. As bad as that regime was, they still knew he wasn't that good. So I think it goes without saying. I, I don't know where he signs, but I don't think he makes a big impact wherever he goes. Like He's just not that good in coverage. He's never been good in coverage, ever, even at his best. In his best years, he's getting he had some interceptions. They were interceptions of his own, just being in the right area, right, right area, right place, right time. You know, not because he was you know, tracking some guy down and on some ball hawk stuff. So I don't know where he goes, but whoever needs another blitz boy, I guess we'll pick him up. Sheesh. Then they're just like guys like that, right? Hell no. <laughs> but if he wants to come home. He ain't going by the game. Yeah, right. It's new. We're under, again, new regime. These guys are a little smarter. So I know y'all about to wear the, the Bills jerseys this year. <laughs> I, yeah, I hope so. I hope we feel like them too. Was it was it a memo that went out like why is every team doing retro jerseys, throwback jerseys? Like every team, new like helmets. It. You got the Bengals looking like they got gel uniforms on. Like yeah, it's crazy. They all did a bid. The gel, the gel, every player on gel did a, uh, the the gel. Hey. The Bengals did a bid. 
They switched the jersey too late. If this was the Marvin Lewis era, that would have worked perfectly. <laughs> you got to bring Vontaze Perfect back for those jerseys. Facts. <laughs> you might just send them one to his house. Like, yo. Black man Jones, too. Get him out of, get him out that seat with, with Marshall. <laughs> Free agency. Flipping it to the NBA. James Harden took a pay cut. Two years, $68.6 million. According to James, it was because he wants to win a championship and told Daryl Morey, just give me whatever money is left and go sign everybody else. Do we have any belief that James Harden took a pay cut or was it more of, yo, we're not giving you the max? I think he played so bad this year that they weren't going to give him what he wanted. So in order to save face, he changed the narrative and like, oh, I got to, you know, I'm going to take less money. I'm going to help the team out. I'm going to, we can sign PJ. We can bring other guys in and, and make it a more positive tone. But I mean, we still didn't forget that you were ass last year. Once you got to Philly, you had a couple good games. And that was when people were throwing out Kobe and Shaq. And then all of a sudden, once that was said, it's almost like they took the battery out your back because you just, it just fell off. So I don't know. He said he wasn't right all year. We'll see how accurate that was this year. I mean, one, he has to lose some weight because, I mean, at some point, you can't be that big forever. So we'll see what happens. James Harden somewhere eating a chicken wing telling you I beg to differ. You say that. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I I don't think they I don't think they wanted to pay him uh the max, obviously. I, I, it wasn't warranted. I think maybe they maybe there was a little bit of PR posturing telling everybody, oh yeah, he took less money, you know, to do right by the team. I I I've never associated James Harden being the selfless type, uh, uh, in terms of winning and that's all that ever mattered. You know, that, Pretty sure stats mattered more than winning at some point in that guy's career. But that's what he did. He, he accumulated stats for a large part of his career. Um, and winning be damned. They won games in Houston, I mean, sure, but the, the winning the big game never seemed to matter. Um, and, I, and I'll be honest with you, look, even if James Harden's going to go out there and tell everybody that it was about winning and that's why he took less money, P.J. Tucker and, 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 and Daniel House doesn't exactly scream championship. I'm sorry. Like, it isn't. Is that going to solve your problems when you face Giannis or you face whoever, you know, in Miami and the Celtics and whatever Brooklyn might look like next year? I don't know. Because like, they, they could just stay the same. Like, does that really solve your problems? Like, it doesn't solve any it doesn't solve any of your issues. So, again, I think it's a whole lot of posture. He was horrible last year. And I don't know that we ever – I don't think we're ever going to see the same James Harden we saw in Houston ever again. That's, that's behind him. So, I don't know what this – new version of, of, of him is going to look like where he reinvents himself. Is it a guy who gets triple doubles often and just kind of sets the table and plays pure point guard and, you know, passes more than he shoots? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't know. But that doesn't win you a championship because that's not a real second superstar. Now, superstar, now is it? That's not what you brought him there to be. So, nah. He said this was to win a championship. In the East, is Philly better than any of these teams? Milwaukee Bucks, as currently constructed, Milwaukee Bucks. No. <clears throat> no. Celtics. No. 
Nope. Miami Heat. Nope. nope. And as currently constructed. Nope. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. Nope. Not better than Brooklyn. If Brooklyn stayed bad, if Brooklyn keeps those two guys and they have that team they just built now, no way. Brooklyn, Brooklyn would beat them in a seven-game series. So currently constructed, based off what we just said, we're thinking that they're going to be anywhere from a fifth to a sixth, seventh seed. So there, there is no championship title or contention even. No. And they, last year, their the problem was they were slow. They were really slow, and they, they were terrible guarding in transition. And you went out and signed P.J. Tucker, who's like 40, and you signed Daniel House. And I just don't – I. Like, that doesn't even matter. Okay, cool, Daniel House, whatever. Another guy who makes threes in the corner. That was never really your issue. You had some shooters in that team last year, too. The issue is that you guys don't play well in, with pace. And teams get the ball off the glass. And Joel Embiid's really slow. James Harden was really fat and slow. So, like, there was just no keeping up with teams when they got out in the break. And how did they How did they fix that problem? They, they didn't fix it at all. They would have been better off signing guys like a Roy, I mean, you know, faking a trade for a Royce O'Neal and guys like that who would get up, get up and down a little bit, younger legs, but they didn't do that. So, no, everybody else got better and they got worse. The only th- them in Miami are the two teams that have been just, just stayed stagnant to me. I don't think Philly's any better off than they were before. I do think the Deontay, uh, Deontay um, Melton, that trade. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. I, forgot I that. think that trade will help on some level um, in regards of championship contention. I just don't. I don't see it for Philly. Like, they would have to be in hopes of some team getting some major injury. Because currently, you're struck to how the East is set up. They're not even a top four team. Yeah. Going into the next season, who do we see, though, as actual championship contenders? A lot of them. From, East to, the from East to West. Who are championship contenders, we think? Denver, Denver, Golden State. Uh, who else right now? As of right now, um, the, the obviously Boston, obviously, obviously the, the, the Bucks too. Miami is obviously in the mix. There's a lot more than usual. Um, I think we got to throw Phoenix in there too. Oh, of course, I forgot Phoenix. I mean, Phoenix is going to be in the conversation too, for sure. For sure. And depending on what the Lakers do, if the Lakers can get rid of uh, your boy, you know, get up out of there and flip him for a guy like Buddy Hill, maybe a maybe a Miles Turner type, maybe, maybe they'll be they'll be back in the mix again. And those guys can AD can stay healthy and has a good year. And he could. This is every good year he plays well. You said your who's boy? Who 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 on the screen? He just he just happens to be on your team, so I guess he's your boy by default. <laughs> Miles, who's in out of any any other names, you know, any other teams come to your mind for championship contention that was not mentioned? Um, and do you think sidebar, like, do y'all think DeAndre Ayton finishes out the season in Phoenix, or is this? Yeah, I don't think they, they're not going to trade KD. I think they wanted to bring him back, just not at the number that he wanted. So I mean, what Indiana signed him for was a lot less than what. Phoenix could have given him. So, I mean, once that, that deal was signed, yeah, there was no issue. Yeah, I mean, Greg named most of the teams that I see competing for a chip. Like, I mean, Memphis, 
you'd like to see what they would do next year with a year of experience getting deep in the playoffs and going against Golden State. Like, they're a team that can threaten. And, I mean, you wonder if John Moran doesn't get hurt, is that series any different than it was without him? But you know he's going to get better. You know he's going to come back better than last year. And, I mean, they drafted some nice pieces to go along with that, too. So, there's probably some dark, dark horse teams when I get in credit that could compete for a championship. Hey, Brooklyn stay together, maybe they do too. I mean, you'd have to have – Kyrie would have to play basketball because he wants to get paid. You know, that matters more than whatever the hell else he was doing out there, smoking incense and all that stuff. So, I think that he'll want to actually come to work next year and play basketball. So, if you had them both and he's motivated, yeah, you could compete for a championship. Why not? That team's really good on paper. They're, they're one of the best teams in the league. They certainly could. They certainly could be in the mix if they, if they stayed at. But, again, I, I don't think that's going to end up happening. I think they're going to get traded. Um, at some point, I think it's going to surprise us all when it happens. And I think I, you know, we're all going to be like, we're not going to, we're not going to see it coming, but it's going to happen nonetheless. So nonetheless, I, I, Dallas could be a team that makes a run. I don't know. Like it depends on what they do. I think they're a team that can make a mid season trade that could make, that can push them into a, a real playoff run. You know, I know they love Dylan Brunson. They'll find a way to kind of replace it because with a guy like Luca, you don't need, a bunch of superstars around them to kind of win. You, you just you just need really good players around them that can kind of do their own thing. And I think they can make that thing happen eventually. But, you know, I think they can be a dark horse. And uh, who else? I mean, even the Timberwolves are going to make a little bit of noise. Like, they're not going to win a championship, but, like, they'll make noise. They'll, you know, you'll hear them you'll hear them roar a little bit, the Wolves, throughout the year, and then they'll, they'll fizzle out. <laughs> yeah, I think by any chance, before we transition to what Darvin Ham was talking about, do y'all think by any chance Christian Wood can really be a uh, number two to Luca in Dallas? I mean, the good thing is he'll be healthy, relatively healthy, compared to KP, who I mean, he's one of the most unreliable guys in the NBA. So um, I think what what's so funny? The Knicks fan because someone's right saying that. I think it's so funny. Then. It's funny because it's true. He's been that way since he came in the league. So yeah, I just want everybody to be miserable since because y'all are miserable too. I think it's funny. So hold up, is this the last dance for y'all this year coming look up? Look at that! Look at that! You see, that's what I'm saying. You see my point. He wants me to be miserable because he's miserable. So I bring us all. I'll bring everybody down with them into their nonsense. They're like the, the petty ex-girlfriend. You guys are Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> that that's gonna be a movie across the bridge this year. <laughs> Steve Nash, they could they could do an office like show with Brooklyn. That would be funny. That would be box office right there. But we're still having the playoffs either way. <laughs> True. At least there's that. With fists punching behind the scenes. I don't think I don't again. You, you're you're saying all this. I don't think those guys are gonna be back. I think they're both gone. I think they'll, they're both gonna be somewhere else. Kyrie, I think Kyrie was somewhere else. I think Katie will be somewhere else too. Those downloads are gonna fall at some point in the summer. Well, you got to do something that head coach because I mean Steve Nash is more worried. That's not. A, I don't give a damn. If you're resetting, like then I don't care about that because I'm not competing for a championship. So you can you can be here for another year, Steve. It's okay. I mean I'm fine with that. Eventually you'll you'll see your way out. We'll figure it out. True. I'm not really worried about that at all. Make the right trade. That's all I care about. Give me a Scotty Barnes and something else, and we'll figure it out from there. 
Speaking of coaches, Darvin Ham was on all the Smoke podcasts talking about Russ, talking about AD, and he brought up Anthony Davis. When healthy, when healthy, Anthony Davis is top three, top five in the league. Is Anthony Davis a top – has he ever been a top three? I think we could have the argument for top five, but has he ever, even at full strength of being healthy, which I don't think we've ever seen that, but when healthy for 40 out of the 82 games, has he ever been top three in the league? I don't think so. I thought so. I thought so. I know exactly. I know exactly what he's referring to. I know exactly what stretch Darvin Ham's referring to when he says that. You talking about the Bubble huh? year? Huh? Talking about no, the Bubble year? No, I'm not. He was there was a year into the Pelicans and he was going crazy. I don't know the exact year. My Is God, it like, 20? Let me let me see if there was a year. 2016, 2017, 28 points, 11.8 rebounds, 1.5 steals, 2.6 blocks. In was it that game, year? Yeah, like closing teams out, big games. I remember that year specifically thinking to myself, this guy's better than Kevin Durant. Like, if he could keep this going, he's better than Kevin Durant. Like, I'd rather have him than Kevin Durant. I remember specifically thinking that he had a run he was on where he was hitting game winners. The jump shot was falling. The three ball was falling. Like, he, he looked scary. And, it was, and he was pulling out all the hezies, hezy jump shot. It was crazy. Counters. Like, he, yo, he was looking real scary a certain year. So, yeah, there's a time. If AD was right, if he was healthy, it's always just been about health. If he's healthy. He could be a guy who's top three in that competition every single year. Top three, top four, for sure. There's, there's years where I, you'd rather have him than a Kawhi if he's right. And Kawhi was a top four, top five guy in the NBA when he was going good. So, yeah, I, I know exactly what Darvin Ham's talking about. I totally agree. It's just a matter of he gets hurt so much that we can't have the conversation and people get to kind of forget how good he is because he gets hurt a lot, so you don't get to talk about it. But, no, nah, there was a time where he was top three. I remember that. I remember that vividly. There was a stretch. You go find some clips too. Him just going crazy. I know. And Tony's the biggest Anthony Anthony Davis fan. I get it, but bruh, there was a time where he was. I thought he was top three. I looked at those stats those years. That's how I was able to have it. Even on his peak years in New Orleans, that year, for example, that year he had Boogie. Boogie was getting busy with him too. Boogie ended up getting injured. They only went 34 and 48, and that's been my biggest knock on AD when they brought AD to L.A. You're bringing AD to L.A. for after Bron life to still be able to be a, a, a franchise that's getting in the playoffs, possibly competing for championships. What he did in New Orleans doesn't give me any confidence that he can actually lead a team being the number one guy. That's fair. That's my biggest knock outside of him not being healthy when he is healthy, though. He hasn't been able to lead a team to the playoffs being the number one player. And that's where my cause for concern from. So even that year, I put it down. I thought, oh, that was a crazy year. He was like top five in MVP voting, top five in scoring, top five in rebounding, top five blocks, top five steals. I still don't, I don't, I can't see any year where I had ADS top three, top five, definitely. Bubble year, top five. Top three. Top three, probably over the last decade, you always talking about Braun, Katie, Steph, Mike Mixon, Luca. Now within the last like five, six years, never seen him as a top three. The the league and teams are winning thing is a fair con- a conversation to have. 
I also don't think there's many bigs in the NBA that lead teams to winning anymore because it's a perimeter-oriented game. So I don't, I'm not saying it's an excuse for him, but I'm saying, like, that's just kind of, that's not the NBA way the NBA works. Chet Holmgren's not going to lead. No matter how good Chet Holmgren is, he's not leading you to, like, you know, he's not going to be the reason why you have 40-plus wins. Like, he, that's just not really how it works. It's a guard's game. Um, but I, I get it, though. I get what you're saying. And I think you can argue the opposite, and that's totally fine. I just think that when that guy's healthy, he is something else. Like, I've never really seen anything quite like him when he's healthy. Never. Like, not a player that skilled that big. Like, yeah, like, it's, it's scary. It's scary how good he can be, but he's right. But, again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hypotheticals because he's not usually right. So, it's a fair thing. It's a very fair thing. It's no, no one can look at you and say you're wrong. No, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Hey, Mike, do, you, do, you dis- do you disagree in this regard? Because the other thing with AD for me, right? I think AD, as much as he can shoot, I think AD settles for that jumper. He falls in love with him way too much. No, that's facts. I think when he's being aggressive and he's, you know, most bigs can't stick with him. And, I mean, when he finally realizes that, then – We'll see him bet back at that top five status. But with him shooting as much, I mean, you see him working with lethal shooters. So I guess we might see more jump shots coming up this season. But, like, you got to keep the defense honest. If you're just going to take jump shots that many times in a game, then it's not that hard to deep. Yeah, I think I need to see a mix because there's times where I watch Lakers game closely and they switch and it's me guarding AD and he shoots a jumper and I'll be screaming at the television. I know you don't like being in the paint. I know you don't want to bang that much. Your body is, is a slimmer frame. I get it. But in certain cases, if you don't get your big unibrow behind down there, and bruh, nine times out of 10, and Greg noticed. Him being 6'10, 6'11, 7 feet, whatever height you want to say, he don't even have to fade away. If he goes straight up more times than not, anybody that's a three, two, or a one, even some fours are gonna to have to, they're gonna to have to foul. You go into the free throw line. And for his career, he shoots around like 82% from the free throw line, which is for a big great by all standards. Get mix it up, bro. The hardest players to guard, the hardest players that you have to game plan for are the ones that you don't know what they're going to do. Nikola Jokic, he might give you 25 or he might give you 18 assists and two points and still win the game. Yeah. Jokic, might, he, might, he might be in the post this game. He might be shooting mid-ranges. It's true. It's that's true. why I think the hardest players to guard are the ones that mix it, that mix it up. Net going to next season, in and off the show. AD or who you want? AD or Giannis? Giannis. 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 AD, I'm asking the question. AD or Luca? Luca. Yeah, Luca. Luca. AD or Nikola Jokic? Jokic. Right, right now, Jokic. But I saw. I definitely watched AD destroy Jokic in a playoff series, and it wasn't that long ago. Um, so I know the that was the bubble championship. Everyone likes to call it. That was a championship run. I'm not gonna call it bubble because it it counts. And it was 
it was incredibly impressive. But um, yeah, no, I it, it I think you know let's have this conversation again next by the end of next season. I'll, I'll be able to give you a different answer because I think cool. that he is the best of that guy. Oh, we're gonna have the conversation at the All Star break because all this talk of he's up at two o'clock in the morning. It better it better show up on the court. AD, <laughs> AD or Jason Tatum. AD. Yeah, I'm taking AD. I'll take AD. I got two more. I got two or three more for y'all. AD or Bam Adebayo. AD. AD. AD or Paul George. AD. AD. Last one. We're going to close it out. AD or Kawhi Leonard. If he's healthy. Take him for we're talking health, healthy, both of them. I'll take AD. I'll take AD. And if he's um, healthy, you take in Kawhi. I'll take Kawhi. I'm taking Kawhi. Yeah. I mean, he's a wing. He plays both ends, and he's clutch at the end of the game. So, I'm gonna take him. That's fair. I guess. I guess the criticism you have of AD, I have of Kawhi, where Kawhi's just kind of been in. I mean, great situations, and he's won because he's been in great situations, and he's a great player. But is he, if he if he played on New Orleans instead of eighty all, all those years, they're gonna do anything more than win thirty eight games? I don't know. I don't. I don't really know. I you know like is he creating easy buckets for other guys on the floor? Is that what he is? He's just the, he's the ultimate like score and defend guy. And that's cool, but I don't know how that translates. How many wins that translates to? when you're the, like the source of the offense and he hasn't, he hasn't been put in that position at any point in his career. Not really. Toronto wasn't even that Toronto had a, is, is a situation where you have such a great sum of, of parts that everyone chips in. It's great. And they, they all perform in the big moments. So uh, yeah, like I'll take AD, man. Give me AD. Yeah. I, I'm taking them. I've seen AD. I've seen AD be better than Kawhi. I've seen that too. So I'll take AD. I think Kawhi healthy this year. With that Clippers team, they'll definitely be a contending a team for contention. We didn't mention them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're another contender. Yeah, they'll right. definitely be a team for contender. And you already know, subscribe, like, share, rate us five stars. You already know the vibes. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench Mob ENT, we out. Peace. Peace.